Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 287. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am pumped up, on fire, and excited to bring to you guys today Katya. She's otherwise known as Livestream. Katya, she is blowing up the world of online live video. Katya, I'm so excited to have you here today. Are you kidding me? I am so super, super stoked to be here, and uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to tell the audience a little bit about you, Katya, because some of them may be just getting to know you, and then we can get into the real story afterwards. Um, so just so you guys know a little bit about Katya, she's a live streamer, and she's a strategist, and she really helps entrepreneurs to utilize live streaming to grow their audience online and generate revenue. With over 40,000 social fans on Facebook, Periscope, and other platforms, she's really helping individuals learn how to validate and build their business ideas with live streaming, which is exactly what she did. Within 90 days, she was able to quit her banking job. She's the CEO of Perry 10K, which is a community for speakers and live streamers. She helps entrepreneurs to share their message through live streaming. Today, she's one of only 200 out of millions of users, gold VIP broadcasters on Periscope, and she's passionate about teaching others how to generate revenue through live streaming. So Katya, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm, you know, it's a funny story for everybody to know. We have been meaning to do this interview for over a year, and I probably like the last time I sent you this this uh, uh, this um, bio. It was probably like months ago, and I was like, "Holy cow! Did my audience grow to, from forty thousand to sixty thousand that quickly?" And now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you did. So. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say you've done so much, and it's really interesting because we came in contact. A, a while ago and it's been so interesting you know I think one of the things I talk a lot about on the show is not getting stuck in tactic right and you know for you you started off on Periscope you moved very smoothly into leveraging video in all different capacities especially Facebook and you know I think that's just a prime example of mastering a skill and mastering mastering a strategy but being flexible with the delivery there was obviously no fall off for you in the transition between a and downs in which platform you are focusing on. So I would love if you'd kind of speak a little bit to that. That's actually a really interesting observation that I don't speak enough about. And that is absolutely true. I started on Periscope because at the time, Facebook Live didn't exist, but it was also super trendy. It was so trendy that there were, you know, lots of viewers and you were having so many opportunities to build a following. It was pretty much the fastest thing to build a following. However, um, I have always been from a very young age, I I actually went to a math and science high school and I have always been a problem solver by nature. So I feel like to my brain, whenever something happens, whether it's a, a new shift, like, oh my God, there's a new, there's a new competitor to Facebook. My Facebook, my, uh, my mindset and my brain immediately switches to problem solving and opportunity creation is like, wait, there's a new competitor coming. My community is called Perry 10K. 
Therefore, I have to change things a little bit because right now I am my name isn't known. My right now at the time when I quit my business, I was not a guru, I was not an expert. Nobody knew who Katya was. What people knew was Perry Tenke. And because Perry Tenke is so associated with Periscope, I was like, I have to do something big in order to continue to sustain what I've done. I mean, it's great that I've quit my job and I'm making uh, and I'm making enough money. To, to live and pay my bills and survive, but I'm not, I mean, any of you here listening started your business to survive? Not really. So, I mean, I was really unstoppable at the time by saying, look, let me rebrand and come back as live stream Katya. Not Perry, not Perry Katya, not the Periscope Queen, the live stream strategist. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I, I feel like I'm really good at spotting opportunities early on and I did I did see Facebook was gonna come big. I did predict that Instagram was gonna offer the live option as well and then YouTube was a no-brainer too. So I have thankfully I recognize the signs early on and I don't stay romantic to the platform. Gary Vee is really good at this. He always says, don't be romantic about the platforms and don't be romantic about your tactics, but use the skill that you have built to quickly adapt. And I truly believe adaptability has been one of the biggest reasons that I have sustained and multiplied my growth. And it still is to this day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I see it and I observe that. And, you know, I, I think from a, a business strategy standpoint, that's such an important thing. That's why I wanted you to take some time to explain that because I see a lot of business owners that get caught in that conundrum of they're riding the wave of one thing right? They're not thinking about the infrastructure of building something sustainable that can last. And what I like about what you've done here is you've built the skill of live streaming, which you will utilize in whatever form or facet that that is going to take to continue to build your empire, which is awesome. So what attracted you to get started with live streaming? Because this is a new thing. I mean, when I started my business, there was no live streaming. Mm. Um, What attracted you to it initially? And then how did you come to realize that this is where you were going to really kind of put a stake in the ground? as far as how you built your business. So it was a bit accidental because I actually never intended to do it. I have had my dream to have a YouTube channel ever since I was a teenager, but I was always too scared of how people are going to perceive me. I believe it or not, I th- I used to think that people were going to call me fat, ugly, stupid, and then I couldn't be able to handle it. So that's why I didn't go on camera for a long, long time. I've had no problem performing on stages, funny enough. I used to sing and dance, so I've always had that um, skill to perform, but for some reason, the camera was just really scary. So what happened was I started uh, watching Reality Steve on Periscope, and Reality Steve is the guy that spoils the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, one of the 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 one of the most useless TV shows of the oh. internet. That is such a guilty pleasure of mine that I just cannot stop watching. So. 
I joined Periscope to watch his broadcasts. And in watching his broadcasts, I discovered other people's broadcasts. And I started realizing it was really fun watching other people talking about whatever they, they were passionate about. And I was just watching literally no intention of broadcasting until one day <laughs> I joined this lady's broadcast. Her name was Vicky Fitch. And uh, I, I was a fan of her. And, and, and she said something in of the likes of who's next and then I don't know why I said me I'm next and, and then I said so what's next then you know and then she says okay Katy, you're going live and we're all gonna come and support and then I I just literally was like what I'm not going live I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm not even like camera ready I don't even have makeup I'm not going live and then everybody in the comments started pressuring me like come on Katya don't be a child <laughs> like <Right>. real <laughs> real yeah. social pressure and uh, so I did it <laughs> and I had I had 30 people watching live um, that first broadcast and nobody said anything mean Everybody was like, oh my God, you're so awesome. And your voice is cute and your accent. We love your accent. And everyone was just so nice. I was like, oh my God, this is so this is so amazing to be getting all these compliments. I'm like, I like this. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and that's how I started. I just started broadcasting and just uh, decided to, okay, I think I'm going to have fun with this. And I really, really started it for fun. And what happened eventually was that I decided to uh, have fun with other people and created community, which was Perry 10K, which still exists today, by the way. We've been going on for two years plus and still going strong. And uh, at the time I started Perry 10K, people started, uh, you know, we started creating daily shows. People started jumping on them. They started getting more viewers than ever because of the power of the collaboration. Because when you collaborate with other people and you share each other's followers, everybody gets more viewers, more traction, more clicks. And uh, what happened was, um, what happened was that everybody was so amazed by the results that, uh, you know, we all thought, why don't we make this into a membership club? People are willing to pay for this. And that's how it pretty much started. You know, it was a really accidental thing. Um, at the time, I was not teaching live stream strategies at all. I was merely a facilitator and a community manager. I was managing a community of people who were coming together to broadcast and to share each other's broadcast. That was it. But truly it was a true it was a true accident one that i did not plan but i gotta tell you kelly i have reverse engineered the heck out of this thing and i have seen the trends and and have gone on for other people to use the same things and and believe me it's mind-blowing yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's only a couple names. And I mean, obviously, I'm in the business space. There's only a couple names that you associate as true live streaming experts. And you are absolutely one of them. And I love the fact that you just kind of spontaneously in the moment <laughs> we're watching, you're like, you know what, why not me? It's gonna be me. And then you're like, oh, do I really have to do it now? Um, but going back to what you said there, Katya, I think so many people and, and by the way, some of you may never have seen Katya before. She's this beautiful, bodacious blonde. 
right? And she has this gorgeous accent. And she's so fun to watch on camera. But I think it's really interesting what you said there, Katya, about how you felt about yourself getting on camera. Because you know 99 out of 100 people that are listening to this show today have said to themselves, I I, I don't look good on camera. I'm not confident. Mm. They're picking on – it's their hair. It's this. It's this. There's 100 reasons why they're holding back from showing themselves. And I don't think it matters how beautiful or fit or whatever you are, initially you feel that way. Um, I know I certainly did. I struggled to get on camera initially too. And it's just like we all have those feelings. So I I love that you were willing to share that about yourself and, you know, pushing through that obviously is essential for any of us. But let's talk about, I mean, I saw something great that you posted the other day. I think it was um, a stat from Cisco, you know, that 80% of of leads and traffic are going to be coming from video by 2020 or something like that. Is that correct? It's absolutely correct. So 2019, Cisco has uh, pretty much calculated that 80% of all traffic on the internet is going to come from a type of video, whether it's a live video, whether it's a YouTube pre-recorded video, it will basically mean that people will consume a lot more video. Well, they already consume a lot more video because currently the stats right now is at 74%, <laughs> but it's it's pretty much going in the extreme direction of video-driven online world. And... I try to, the reason you see the stats is because I try to drill it to everybody's mind as much as possible to remind them that, hey, I get it. You're scared. I get it. You don't know what to do. I get it that, you know, you are not sure if this is a, a good use of your time. Maybe you are better at writing and you think that's where your time is best spent at. But, but look, you cannot not invest the time, the money, the resources to at least learn, to at least this, to at least brainstorm how you could utilize this in your business. And, uh, you know, if, if for a real business owner who doesn't want to be the face, who doesn't want to be on camera, a real CEO would look at that stats and go, wow, I don't want to go on camera, but what can I do? to make sure my business is on video. Mm -hmm. What can I do to ensure, oh, let me think about it. Maybe I should hire, maybe I should hire a sales and marketing person who is really good on camera. Maybe I should hire a, maybe I should find an influencer that can become a brand ambassador for my business. You know, as a good CEO, when they are presented with opportunities, they will find a way to make it happen in a way that doesn't mean they sacrifice anything. Like, I don't want people to sacrifice. I don't want to force people to go live. But I do want people to realize that it's really one of these things like, look, if you don't back in the days when TV came up, you needed to have, you know, the people who had a TV channel first were the ones that made the most money. And they were the ones that took the most opportunities. Nowadays, TV channels are dying. Right. Literally, 34% of the, t- uh, there's 34% less watch time of TV viewership in America. <laughs> so if people aren't seeing the opportunity to use video, it's really just going to continue to hurt them in the long run. And it's going to be painful. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I wanted to bring up the stat. It's like you can be emotional and focus on what you do or do not want to do in your business, right? And you can let that emotion drive your behavior or you can look at the facts, right? And you can say, hmm, you know, I, the, the puck is going here right? I, I can I can skate or I can be left behind. And, you know, you have to go to where the people are if you want to see a good, solid return on investment for your time. So so we told people, obviously, you know, that you felt the same way that they felt or feel now when you got started. Obviously, now you're known around the world for what you're doing with live streaming. Um, you know, we talked about the fact that video is, is where things are going. Now let's talk about like really school us a little bit Katya on like what is working with video live streaming right now what are some of the essential do's and don'ts that you make sure you drill into all of your students some of my favorite things that are working right now uh with video and live streaming in general because I I even though I talk mainly about live streaming, I am a, I am no newbie to pre-recorded as well. One of the things that has been uh, absolutely critical for the last few months for me, and you may have seen this, is I have been doing a lot more uh, skits and comedy sketches that are 100% relevant to my industry. So I would create a parody of some of the cliches in the online world. I would create some parody that would make people go, oh my God, that's so true, but it's so funny too. Oh my God, I love this girl. I need to follow her. Those types of content uh, have been really, really instrumental. And really to be, ha to, be ha to be completely transparent, somebody like JP Sears has been a huge inspiration. He, his, his intentions of doing those videos are completely different because he doesn't really make those videos to sell his products he he uses them to build a brand and to mm -hmm. build the brand and so that then he can collaborate with other people for me I am purely using those videos to grow my audience and to sell my services through those as a way of warming people to who I am and I have to tell you I have noticed for the first time ever, I get, I mean, not for the first time, but like for the first time ever, I get so many comments in those videos saying, oh my God, I'm an instant fan forever. I'm an mm -hmm. instant fan forever. I'm an instant fan forever. So there's something powerful about humor that for some reason, well, we all know this. We love comedians. We love people that make us smile. And I always say this. As long as they love you or hate you, as long as they feel something, as long as they either laugh like crazy or they're angry a lot, as long as you're evoking some emotion, as long as you're not in the middle, because like, money's not in the middle. The money's in the polarizing parts. The money's in the really funny stuff or in the really stupid stuff. The money's in the really controversial thing or it's in uh, the really positive thing. The money's not in the middle. Mm -hmm. And if there's two things that somebody can take away from what I just said is use humor if you can. S try to think what you can do in your, what it, I say this, what are some funny cliches in your industry that when you go to conferences, you all laugh about? <laughs> Like, for example, with, with in our industry, Kelly, we we could always have a laugh about the I always have a laugh about the people who say, uh, you know, 
buy my PDF, but hurry up because there's only three downloads yeah. left. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like some some hilarious things right. like that that we can laugh at. Um, so think about things that you can laugh at, and then think about, um, and then think about uh, how you can use that to attract people who resonate with who you are. Now, if you aren't the type of, if you are not the type of person who who can even imagine themselves doing comedy because like it just it just doesn't sound attractive to you that's okay but I have to tell you this has been working magically yeah I think people are craving realness I I think that's why the live streaming even is is overtaking the pre-recorded because I think people are craving actually seeing and feeling a human and I think that's what you've done really, really well. I think people that watch your videos, I watch your videos, I'm a fan. Um, you know, I think people that watch your stuff, like kind of feel like they know who you are and you share the good, the bad and the ugly. And, and there is that real raw authenticity. Yes, the humor too, but I, I think it's connection. Um, and I think connection builds trust. And I think, you know, the one of the most important things for people trying to build a brand online today is all these sales pages and, you know, anybody can throw up a sales page. Anybody can throw up a website. <laughs> anybody can, you know, throw up a website um, and say they're this or they're that. But can you, will you get on the camera, rip down the barrier between you and the audience, be a real human and actually like connect with them in an emotional way? And you said about the emotion earlier and I couldn't agree more. I, I feel like having an emotional connection is so, so important. So what are some other things that, you know, you, you think are essentials? I mean, first of all, how often these days do you typically go live? How frequently are you going live, Katya? So it really depends based on what period. I mean, if I'm in a really heavy promotional period, I can go anywhere between once to five times a day. I'm not even joking. And uh, my highest broadcast month, I think, in the month of October last year, which was like my relaunch of my Perry 10K, I went live just, that was just on Periscope stats, 85 times live on Periscope and had over 250,000 live viewers uh, watching those those broadcasts not views of but like viewers actual mm -hmm. viewers so uh, you know that if you think about it that's like three a day for a whole month uh that i did but usually on a on a on a if i'm not really into a heavy promotional moment i can go live once a week three times a week usually i'm a very you know what i teach i, I teach a lot of um um, I teach a lot of, uh, getting ready strategies and, and scheduling strategies and how to be consistent. Um, but I have my moments where I'm just really spontaneous. And I had an interview just, just early on today where we talk about, we talked about mindset over branding tactics. And I like, I just had that conversation. I was like, Oh my God, I feel so inspired after Kelly's podcast I have to go live for five minutes and just talk about this because it's it really grinds my gears when like you said people say oh it's all about branding strategy it's all about how it's all about your story how you tell your story and I'm like no it's actually all about how you think about yourself and what it all starts with your mindset so I'm very spontaneous when it comes to that but I recommend for anybody listening to this, I recommend for newbies to start with five, 10 minute broadcast once a week. Just mm -hmm. start slowly. 
but surely. Believe me, you do not have to start full-blown weekly show that is fully produced with live stream uh, backgrounds and backdrops and equipment and lights. Not at all. In fact, we all know that Marie TV started in the kitchen mm -hmm. and is now a fully produced weekly video show that is like the most professional thing ever. But it started in Marie's kitchen. We all know this. Um, so my, my tip for you in terms of um, frequency, do it. Start slow. Start slow. Mm -hmm. And don't judge yourself based on what happens from these broadcasts. I think a lot of people do. A lot of people go, oh, but nobody watched me. Oh, but nobody commented. They start judging themselves. Uh, don't worry about that because remember why you're doing it. You're not doing it to get viewers. You're not doing it to get sales. You're doing it because you have something valuable to share that you cannot not share. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of touches on a bigger theme of, you know, playing a long game in your business. And, you know, I've been talking a lot recently about the investor mindset, the long game, like really, truly understanding where you're strategically trying to go. And I think we have in our culture gotten very... Um, we have like a five minute ROI that we're expecting. <laughs> Everything, right? Like, I'll, I'll have someone that'll be like, Well, I've been doing this for a month and I'm not seeing a return. Should I stop doing it? I'm like, Are you kidding me? Right? Like, I think that, um, I think you have to be playing a long game. The other thing that's really interesting about social is, you know, I find a lot of people that will buy my courses, my programs, sign up for coaching, you know, they'll come in and they'll talk to one of my team members and they'll say, Oh, I've been, you know, I've been seeing Kelly's, you know, videos on Facebook for three years now. And, you know, now is the time. Never saw, <laughs> never saw a like, never saw a comment, never heard this person's name before. And so I feel like you, you can't always like judge by that instantaneous now, now, now response that you're looking for. It's a building process over a period of years, right? Absolutely. I think lurkers are some of the best people to buy as well. Uh, and, uh, Every, not everybody not everybody feels the need to engage with something mm -hmm. in order to benefit like for some people the benefit isn't in the engagement the benefit is in the experience they just experience you live they got the benefit and they go away and they love you now they don't really need to tell you they love you they still love you it's kind mm -hmm. of like it's kind of the same with like relationships that have been going on for years it's Hey, we love each other. We don't have to tell each other 20 times a day, I love you, to know that we love each other. Like, be secure in yourself. And I think a lot of people are just uh, feeling like they think that because nobody engages, nobody cares. And that's not true. That's just not true. I mean, Kelly, you said that you love my videos, but you know, for in one year, you've probably commented once on yeah. something. I don't you've probably commented once. Yeah. That's just my style is like, I, yeah. I watch, I listen. I, t I pay attention to who's doing the work is the bottom line. That's why I wanted you on the show. Because you do the work. I want people on my show that are out there doing the work. And there's a difference between saying you're an entrepreneur and you're a quote-unquote hustler and actually doing the work. And I watch exactly. and I observe and I look for people that are consistent over time. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. But yeah, I'm not the kind of person. I'm not going to go like every video, comment on every video. I don't feel the need to engage. I, I, I knew I was going to bring you on my show and, and be able to tell you 
I appreciate the work that you do. And that's why I wanted you here today to share you with my audience. You know what I'm saying? I'm so happy. I'm so happy because, you know, you're incredible yourself. And, uh, and, and, and I don't blame you. Like, look, you know, most people, do you know why they don't engage? Because they don't want all the notifications that happen after you comment. Mm -hmm, when you comment true. on somebody's post, it's really annoying. You just get pinged and pinged and pinged. And yes, there's ways to stop that. But people just cannot be bothered nowadays. So don't be discouraged. Also, if I could give a shout out to Nicholas Kuzmich, who he always says this. Oh, it's incredible. He says this, that um, most people, in fact... 80% of the people who watch you today are going to buy within the next 18 months. Mm -hmm. However, only 15% of the 80% that watch you today, that buy in 18 months, are going to buy in the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. What that means is that if you base your value of your content based on your sales in the last or the next 90 days, you're going to miss on the rest of the 65% of the people who are going to buy between 90 days and 18 months. And now that I have the experience in running Perry 10K for over two years, you will not believe the amount of people who said to me, who joined now and say, I intended to join in 2015, but life happened yeah. and I couldn't. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And that, but that's the whole thing though, you know, with business is you, you have to kind of set those pillars and you have to decide on what is going to be core to your business. And instead of saying, oh, I'm not getting the return that I want. I'm going to go start something new. You say, oh, how do I need to improve? How do I need to innovate? How do I need to change what I'm doing to get the result from something that is a proven profitable technique that other people are having great success with? And I think those are two very different paths that you're going to take and really going to determine your financial destiny in your business, right? A hundred percent. You know, my August Facebook ads were not profitable. My August Facebook ads, we actually made a, a small loss. And, but you know what? I was like, I don't care that I made a small loss in August because I'm relaunching my membership in October and all these new email subscribers and all these Facebook fans and all these leads that we've gotten. A lot of these people that didn't convert in August are going to convert in October. So it's okay that they didn't convert right away. But I know people go crazy. Oh my God, my cost per lead is 30 bucks. Oh really? Well, it's 30 bucks now. But how much can you make in the long run from getting one lead? And the answer is incredible amounts of money. Yes. So I'm very, I'm very, I don't really care about, I don't really mind taking short-term risks for long-term results. And it's like, all right, I don't, and, I, and also I don't go, oh, my Facebook ads manager suck. That's why we didn't make money. And that's, that's why we weren't profitable with our Facebook ads in August because my, my Facebook ads, it was my Facebook ads manager fault. I'm like, no, my Facebook ads manager did a great job, brought me lots of leads that we're going to, going to convert in like a few weeks. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think you bring up a really good point, Katya, that applies to all aspects of business. So let's talk about that for a second. You know, you have to, I think sometimes what we expect buyers to do is very different from our own behavior, right? So, you know, in most instances, someone isn't going to learn about you, join your email list, and the next week buy from you. 
<laughs> and and that's what we sometimes expect. And it's so crazy. And that's what I'm talking about, about this five-minute ROI that needs to change. No business is going to last if you're measuring the success or failure of anything with a five-minute ROI instead of that investor mindset. And, you know, when I think to myself, I mean, we make a significant investment in Facebook ads every single month. It's very profitable. There are absolutely months that that very month is not profitable. But in the long game, we're making huge gains from that. But that's because a lead coming onto your email list is only as good as what you do for the next three, six, nine months to engage and nurture and add value for that person. You know, it's not the Facebook ads manager to close, you know, job to close (laughs) sales for you, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's not, and it's not the, and it's not the end of the world that, oh my God, nobody bought from me within 15 minutes of meeting me and seeing my videos. And by the way, I do have people who do buy literally, which is why you have those tripwires on the thank you pages. And you do see, and you do see here and there some called leads who would jump on there and buy it straight away, that $27 checklist. But it's like, that's the exception, not exactly. the rule. That's the exception. And that's why I think live streaming has been so instrumental for me and, and my business, not just because that's what I teach, but truly because people make decisions about whether they like you or not after they watch a live stream faster. Mm-hmm. You know how you know how sometimes you can follow somebody's blog for years and then maybe you see a talk of them and you go, oh my God, is that them? Is that the person that was writing the blog? That, you know, that person doesn't really match their, mm-hmm. that, voice, yes. that voice doesn't match that writing style. So then you go, oh, I don't like them. But with me, because I speak more than I write, every time I write, People hear my voice when they read my stuff. They're like, oh, I can I can almost hear Katya. I can almost hear Katya waving her hand and making this funny gesture because I've seen her do it on video. And it's just way more persuasive for them. And it's way more easier for them to make a decision whether they're in or whether they're not. And believe me, I I say this to people. I only have one one-on-one client and they pay me five figures to work with me. And I do for the last year, I've only had like three people that I've had helped on a one-on-one basis because everything I sell, I sell from videos. I sell from live streams. I don't do discovery calls. Uh, and it's just, it's just mind blowing to me why people wouldn't even try it. Why right. wouldn't they even, you know, it's, it's, it's the easiest way to share what you're about, to share your products and to have people buy it. It is the easiest way, at least today, maybe in five years time, you'll be so saturated. I'll change my mind. But right now it is the the best way to do it. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Well, I know one of the things that people really struggle with, Katia, is figuring out like what content to create and what to go live to speak about and when and how and all of that. And I know you have this amazing planner with a formula that you give people. So can you speak a little bit to that and tell people how they can go get that? Absolutely. So I created this back in the days when I was feeling demotivated about creating. I was like, oh my God, I don't feel inspired. I need to find a way to create even when I don't feel like creating. You know, Kelly, that the more you grow your business, the more systems become important. And you have to, as a business owner, 
Create a system for yourself that keeps you accountable to creating videos, no matter how you feel about making videos. And here's how, uh, here's how you can do that. I have a formula that uh, I call the content hamburger formula. If you're veggie, you can call it the, co the content <laughs> veggie burger formula. I will let you do that. I mean, I've, I've been trying a vegan lifestyle for a couple of weeks, uh, doing good, but um, here's, here's how it works. And by the way, uh, I know some of you may listen to this and feel like, oh my gosh, this is too much information going at me at once. Uh, you can download the whole thing with an explanation at livevideoplanner.com. So you can grab that and just go through it yourself, but I want to walk you through it so that you know, so that you know how it works. Um, but yes, livevideoplanner.com and you can grab it straight away. Here's how it works. Your content is a juicy, really, really delicious hamburger or a burger. And your job is to fill it up with unlimited types of content. What I'm about to share with you is going to get you about 30 topics in 15 minutes of planning, which is, I think it's pretty good. And here's how it works. I want you to imagine that, uh, you have an ideal client right in front of you who has questions for you. What are the top seven questions that they would ask you right before they make a purchasing decision? Not just like, what are some seven random questions? Because, you know, oh, Kelly, so how do, you, how do you keep your figure so slim and slender? Like, if you answer that question, you're not going to really get any clients, Kelly, are you? No. Apart from, you're going to get some fans, though. You're going to get some diehard fans, but uh, you have to be really strategic with what content you create. So I always say, what are the questions that somebody who is ready to make a purchasing decision has in their mind so that you can answer that question and you can overcome that objection for them before they've even had the objection. So for example, for you, maybe it could be, uh, let's say for you, it could be, how do I start a podcast? Let's say that's one question. I want you to imagine that that is the hamburger bun, the juicy, soft, warm hamburger bun. But what's a hamburger just with buns it's just like dry bread it's like ill it's like it's disgusting it needs some layers some juice so what you want to put in the burger is you want to put some you want to put some cheese some tomatoes make it really nice and delicious and that's where your uh that's where your layers of content come in place you take the subject that you just decided you're going to talk about which is how do you start a podcast? And then you break it into four or five different steps, parts, ways, strategies, tools, whatever you want. For example, how do you start your own podcast? Part one, let's talk about should you even start a podcast? Part two could be what type of podcasts are out there that exists? Part three. What kind of equipment do you need to be prepared to launch your own podcast? And then part four could be, how do you launch your podcast and get your first 10 guests? Love it. You see, I just took one topic, how to start your own podcast. I broke it down into four or five different steps and I created a whole hamburger. 
And what you want to do is you want to take one hamburger and you want to create another one. You take another question, you split it into four parts. It can be for me, you know, it can be what live stream equipment should you use? That could be the question. And I could say part one, here's my favorite microphones. Part two, here's my favorite lights. Part three, here's my favorite softwares to go live with. And part four could be, here's my favorite tripods, you know? And that's how you create the hamburgers. And by the, by the end of the 15 minutes, you would have created seven hamburgers with four to five parts each. And that is anywhere between 28 to 35 days worth of live video content. That is highly relevant and will get people to purchase. Remember, it's not just random 35 days worth of content. It's highly relevant, convertible content. Beautiful. I, just I love, love it. it. I love it. I love it. Hold on. Every single person listening needs to stop. Stop what you're doing. Katya, where do they go to get it? Livevideoplanner.com. That's it. Livevideoplanner.com. Oh, and it's free, of course. And it's a downloadable PDF that you can actually fill on your laptop. You don't have to print it off. I know that's really annoying for me when I get a PDF and I'm like, oh, I can't fill it in. Well, that's a worksheet that I can't use because I don't have a printer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, that's amazing. amazing. So you can use that, print it, download it, whatever. But it's, uh, uh, I, I bet you you're going to create 30 days of topic in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect. And I think it really takes the pressure off for everyone because I, I think that's a, a core thing that people struggle with. They're, they're fighting through getting themselves to do it, but not knowing what to say or how to say it. I think speaking about things that are natural for you, teaching the things that are innately what you're already doing all day long, every single day, and then just answering questions that you know are going to make an impact for the person on the other side. So beautiful. Katya, thank you so much for everything that you shared here today. Absolutely. And uh, do let me know. Do let me know if uh, if anybody listening to this, if you're using it, if you're getting results. I love hearing success stories. I love hearing people. Um, I love people sending messages, screenshots, anything like that. Would love, love, love to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Katya, keep up the amazing work. Love what you're doing out there for entrepreneurs. Love seeing you lead the way with live streaming. Um, keep up the great work. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. And I hope to meet you one day in person. Absolutely. We will we will cross paths at some point. Thank you guys so much for being listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio. Until next time, make sure you continue to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.